0: Tom Skilling, now a movie star. Yeah. And and our buddy who you see uh, uh, all the time, noon and 9 o'clock over on WGN-TV, and you can read him in the Chicago Tribune, because he is the, as they say, the mastermind of the weather page in the Chicago Tribune.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Tom is nice enough to join us on the uh, 40th anniversary of the horrible blizzard that literally shut down the city of Chicago. And Tom, I'm curious... I, I absolutely remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. Uh, it was my first job in radio. I was working on a WJOB in Hammond, Indiana, living on the south side of Chicago. The first day the snow started, it was so bad I couldn't make it out to the station. The second day, uh, I had to walk from about uh, 80th and Manistee over to about 76th in South Chicago in the snow. To meet up with Larry Peterson, who was our newsman, he had this little yellow Volkswagen. We dug the Volkswagen out. (laughs) Once we got it dug out, Uh what what normally was a twenty-five minute drive took us eight hours to get from the south side of Chicago to the radio station at Hammond, Indiana. Once we got there. Uh, we were literally on the air for over 24 hours, because nobody could get to the radio station. Yeah, sure.
0: And it was a two-day affair, wasn't it, Tom? Because I misspoke. I said it was a a Friday, but it was a Friday when we really felt the brunt of the storm, but it started on Thursday the 26th, right? It
2: did. It did indeed. It started at 5.02 on Thursday morning, January 26th. It was to rage for 29 hours, uh, produce wind gusts to 69 miles per hour, on Lakeshore Drive, oh. uh gusts passed fifty miles an hour at midway. Uh when it was done there were twenty thousand cars abandoned on area highways, including eleven 1, hundred C T A buses. Uh it's uh it it led to sixty deaths and produced losses that in two thousand seven dollars would amount to about one billion dollars uh losses in commerce and transportation. It's considered uh probably the uh In terms of damage to commerce and transportation in this city, the worst event since the Great Chicago Fire of 1871, and it was the biggest snowstorm, the 23 inches that fell during that storm, that had occurred in the city since a blizzard back in the 1930s. Um, So it was amazing. Do you know, um, I didn't realize this, O'Hare Airport did not open again until midnight the following Monday. Now, this started on Thursday morning. O'Hare didn't open until midnight Mm. the following Monday, and the schools didn't open until the following Tuesday uh, in this area.
0: I know you remember that, as I do, because we were actually thrilled to death because we got to go out and play in the snow. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, I remember delivering papers, and... um, you know, what a lot of people don't remember about that storm is two days before it occurred, on the 24th of January, mm-hmm. the temperature had hit a record-breaking 65. You know, that
1: I, I'm glad you said that, because that's what I was remembering, and I wasn't sure that my memory well, was right. Oh, yeah. it's are
2: absolutely right, Steve. In fact, the only tornado watch that's ever been issued in Chicago in January was issued two days before that blizzard hit. And we went to bed the night before with a forecast of cloudy with a chance of rain or snow the following day and a high of 40. Uh, this was in an era before satellites, yeah. before computer models. Uh, the forecast uh, completely missed this storm and the intensity of the system. But it is—it's uh, one of the—it is the top intensity snowstorm. Uh, the number two intensity snowstorm was the one we had in January uh, 2000, uh, and then of course uh, the Jane Burn Michael Bolander right. blizzard in uh, January of '79 is uh, mm-hmm. the third. Uh, Most intense snowstorm.
1: Well, now correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but isn't the 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 snow of '67? Didn't that result in the creation of Snow Command?
2: You know, now that's a good question. I work with the streets and sand folks, um, and you know, '79 changed a lot of things in the city. Because those, uh, you know, those winters in the 1970s, there are no uh, no comparable winters in Chicago weather history. And our records here go back to 1870. The 1970s were barbaric. And it was that 79 blizzard, Steve, in which, uh, for instance, uh, the the snow crews used to put salt down on the road. The problem was with all those storms that hit in the 70s is they were followed immediately by sub-zero cold. And so you get glaze ice to form on all the intersections. So it was at that point that the city started adding calcium chloride to the salt mixture Mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, it would uh, reduce the, the snow to slush down to temperature levels below zero uh because uh, the salt just didn't work in 79 now about snow command uh, that's a good question i have, have to check with matt smith on that
1: because i'm almost positive that as a result of the the 67 snowstorm that uh, then uh, the first mayor daly said okay We are never going to be this unprepared again and try to put into place not only kind of a streets and sanitation uh, configuration, but also I believe that was when they tried to initially tried to uh, get local use of weather, radar, and stuff like that.
2: Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, The technology has changed so, and it is amazing. Uh, The streets and sand folks are so on the ball today. They are on top of these situations. In fact, many light snows are almost transparent to us uh, because of the chemicals that are spread so efficiently on the roads these days it it takes one heck of a storm to uh... or else a little tiny thing that uh... that surprises all of us uh... to really throw anybody anymore
0: I always chuckle when uh, back to the business of it being a a record warm temperature just a couple of days before the big blizzard. Whenever I'm talking to another baby boomer, I know if they grew up in Chicago, if it's a winter day and it's a little mild, invariably they'll say, hmm, I remember it was like this, you know, back in 67. (laughs) We just all kind of reflect on how... How blindsided we were by that, because it was so incredibly warm. I, j- I can recall so clearly, uh, it, I lived in Old Town on the n- north side of Chicago, and we lived in one of those high uh, first floor apartments, and you could jump out of the first floor, floor apartment window into the snow <laughs>
2: oh yeah it, it was amazing there were drifts of uh, four to six feet after those wow. uh, after that 67 blizzard uh, it was it was so bad people just got out of their cars and said i can't and, yeah. go any farther and, yeah. uh, and and abandoned it um and it's plus, a different world today in, in meteorology, I'll tell you that.
0: And you talk about the technology that you're dealing with. Automobiles are different. You know, all of oh, those sure. cars were real rear-wheel drive cars. Sure. You remember you used to have to take along with you, whenever it was going to be snowy outside, maybe a rug and some right. kitty litter exactly. and,
2: yeah, right.
0: and All a shovel because the, the rear end of that car was going to fishtail and you knew you are going to have to dig yourself out and you are going to have to have buddies push your car. Sure. You just don't do that anymore because front-wheel drive pulls you out of the situation
2: oh it, it absolutely does you know um there was a fascinating era uh between the late 40, it started in the late 40s Um uh, the northern hemisphere cooled and our chicago winters uh, through the 50s 60s and 70s became progressively colder and snowier the average winter in the 1950s around here produced 38 inches of snow. By the 60s, that had grown to 44 inches per season on average uh, snow. And by the 1970s, winters were producing 54 inches. Had that trend continued, every winter uh, in in the 2000s would be uh, 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 on a par with the 78-79 the, the year that ended up producing about 90 inches of snow, which is our heaviest ever here in Chicago, and of course, it was that downward spiral in temperatures hemispherically that led to predictions at the time that we were going to have an early ice age and and so forth. And of course, mm-hmm. today we worry about global warming, right? And uh, so it's a, it's a different uh, a different era.
1: Let's jump to the phones, uh, Mary Jo in Chicago. You're on WGN with Tom Skilling.
3: Hi, Stephen Johnny. Hi, Mary Hi, Tom.
2: Hello, Mary Jo.
3: Um, I've been listening to WGN for more than forty years, mm-hmm. but. When it was that Thursday night of the big snow, mm-hmm. I was driving home. I also had a Volkswagen. Oh, and I lived on Oakley between Waveland and Addison.
0: Oh, by the TV station.
3: Right. Not mm-hmm. very far at all. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the A.C. Nielsen Company up on Howard Street. Oh, wow. yeah. So when I got home that night, I parked my car on Waveland facing Western so I could get out real easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. How long was your car buried?
3: Oh, I gotta tell you. I'll talk fast. Um, okay. My girlfriend and I started shoveling out the street, and mm-hmm. they were doing that all across the city. Blocks of people were getting together. People were bringing us donuts and hot chocolate and coffee. And we went all the way from Waveland to Addison. And every time we would clear a path just in case there was an emergency, the snowplow would come down at us and (laughs) then we'd have to dig out again so i kept saying to these guys when we get finished doing oakley will you please come over and help me get my car out which is over on waveland and Mm -hmm. they said sure they actually lifted it up
2: and just put
3: it on waveland and i drove around to oakley and i parked in front of my house (laughs) and they said where are you going well, I thought, I'll go stay with my parents because they lived on the 7200 block of Ridge, which was real close to Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So I figured if I could get to Addison and I could get to Western and I could get to Tui and I could get to Ridge, that would be a pretty easy drive. I did have to shovel out a spot when I got to Ridge, though. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that afternoon, we walked to Lincoln, Belmont, and Ashland, mm-hmm. and we ate ice cream. Oh my. (laughs) Then we started walking home, and the wind had picked up, and it was really cold. That day was sunny, though, it was beautiful. Yes. On that Friday isn't that funny how all of this
0: comes back to you and it's just just crystal clear because it was kind of an emotional roller coaster for me too because I I can clearly recall sitting in the window waiting for my mother to come home from work and she came home she took the bus home and it was like clockwork every day and when you know two hours passed and three hours and four hours mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the window as a kid thinking my mother's never coming home oh, I was God. terrified but then the next day when she when she was home later that evening the next day it was like I went from being terrified and so sad and literally sitting in the window and crying to outside and playing and joyous and knowing Mm -hmm. that I wasn't gonna go to school and I said, you know, (laughs) let this happen every
3: week and it's just so funny. They were telling everyone to stay home of course. Yes. And everybody was phoning into their companies and getting recordings that their companies were Mm -hmm. closed. And I still have my big snow uh, supplement. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, you know, uh, Tom, you were talking about
0: delivering papers, and Robbie yeah. emailed and wanted to know how far out was this snowstorm felt? You lived out in Aurora, and now we talk when we say snow, we always include northwest Indiana. Uh, what what area would you say?
2: Well, you know, it really covered quite a swath. The storm itself uh, developed down in uh, the Panhandle area and then swept up the Ohio River. And uh, so, you know, typically uh, you figure that the heavy snow band starts about, uh, oh, 125 uh, miles north of the track of the low-pressure center. Uh, and so this thing laid down a swath of pretty good snow from Missouri and southern Iowa mm. across northern and central Illinois, uh, extreme southern Wisconsin by the border area, and then across northern Indiana and into Michigan. So there was a huge swath. I, I remember at one time in that '79 blizzard, uh, the, the uh, Atlantic uh, Jane Byrne blizzard, uh, it was snowing heavily simultaneously in that storm from Amarillo, Texas. I think I measured about 1,300 miles up to Alpena, Michigan. Uh, that whole swath, and it would have been a band about 150 to 200 miles wide. Uh, was reporting simultaneously heavy snow during that particular storm.